You're listening to the Astrology Hub Podcast, practical wisdom for living your life on purpose. Hi there, my name is Amanda Poole-Balsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, Astrology Hub Senior Editor and Master Astrologer. And we are here for your weekly forecast for the week beginning Monday, February 4th, 2019. All right, Donna, let's start with the theme for this week. What is the overall guiding principle or guiding theme that we can keep in mind as we go throughout the week? You know, sometimes picking out themes is complicated because there's so many different things that are happening in the course of the week. But I must say, several times during this week, the signs point to the need to keep the lines of communication as open as possible as we move through complicated situations. So if I had to pick one theme, I would say it's keep talking. It may not solve problems immediately, but it's slow progress will be better than the alternative of no progress at all. You know, Donna, it reminds me of something my, my mom used to say all the time when I was growing up. She would always remind me that normally communication will solve a lot of things. So just talk it out and see where it goes. But so many times we hold back and that just creates a bunch of toxicity. And so just letting that energy circulate in dialogue, especially respectful dialogue, um, can be really helpful. So, okay, keep, we're going to keep talking this week. All right, let's talk about um, the new moon. Okay, the new moon is actually today. And it's the second new moon of the year, the new moon in Aquarius. And so new moons always herald times of new beginnings and new cycles. Astrologically speaking, the new moon in Aquarius is a really potent time for exploring the dichotomy between what's good for me and what's good for the community or the collective. Now, astrology's zodiac images are in part based on the allegory of the seasons from the point of view of the Northern Hemisphere. So think of the last winter's cold storms blowing through. You know, these are the nasty ones that come in February in the Northern Hemisphere. To survive, you need to hunker down and depend on yourself. But you're also probably tired and hungry from a long winter. And so you'd also need to reach out to your neighbors so that you can all survive together. And hence the dichotomy that, that we know as Aquarius. So the sign can be both fiercely independent and yet very, very socially minded. Now, Aquarians can run the gamut of the political spectrum. So you can have ultra-conservative Aquarians to ultra-progressive Aquarians. But what really matters is working toward creating a society that reflects what's really important to you, your values, whatever those values are. And so this new moon is actually conjunct Mercury, the planet that has to do with communication in Aquarius. And so we can expect a lot of talk about what the right solution is and very diverse opinions on what right might actually be. But there's no way past this impasse without talking. So keeping the dialogue going and actually listening to the responses might be more important than usual this month. Now, of course, our inner circle guide dives into even more details on the new moon from different perspectives. So Amanda, can you tell us about our IC guide for this month? You know, this month we're doing something really special. We actually have two guides and we've never done this before, but we've had both David Cochran and Giselle Terry on this podcast. So if you haven't listened to them, they are both so amazing. I'd say David really incredible for the groundbreaking research that he's doing in the field of astrology, really bringing data to the conversation so that we can prove some of these things. You know, we're 
we say a lot of things about what the energies do and how they affect us, but being able to actually show that with data is really, really powerful. And then he is combined with or partnered with uh, the incredible Giselle Terry, who is a psychotherapist and an astrologer, so intelligent, so wise, so gentle, so compassionate, bringing the element of, okay, how do we work with astrology to really heal some of the biggest challenges of our time, depression, anxiety, you know, suicide, these things that are really dominant in our society today and how can astrology help to really bring the, the dialogue to the next level and help people understand themselves better, not just understand themselves, but to actually live better lives. So they're both amazing. We just had them on our new moon forecast and mastery class training on vibrational astrology. If you want to check out the inner circle, now would be a great time to do it. You can click the link in the show notes and find out more about the inner circle and how to learn from these types of guides all year long. So this new moon in Aquarius also marks the start of the Chinese New Year, right, Donna? So tell us about this. Oh, yes, exactly. Now, I love thinking about the Chinese New Year because it's really one of the world's largest celebrations that's based on astrology. So think about that. This is the new moon that marks the new year for Chinese society. And so what's Chinese New Year about? Well, in general, it's what you do on the day of the new year is a harbinger, is, a, is an omen for what you're going to do during the entire new year. So they encourage people to decide what kind of a year they'd like to have and then act accordingly on this new moon day. So you're really planting the seeds for the year on this new moon. So for example, if you want to go to the gym more often, then well, make sure you go to the gym on Monday. Or if you want to be more generous, then make a donation to the local animal shelter or the, or the food pantry. Or if you want to get out of debt, you know, pay off some of your debts. You might not get them all done, but making that token sets your intention in a very practical, physical way. So you get the idea there. I absolutely love that, Donna. And, and it's one of the things I focused on on my birthday this year. Same idea. It was like, okay, I'd like to infuse more of the sacred into my everyday reality. So I made sure that the things I did that day, which I talked about on the podcast before I walked in that labyrinth at the sacred garden, I did a sunrise whale watch with Venus and Jupiter, like sparkling in the sky above me. I made sure to look at the moon, which was almost full. I had a really beautiful brunch with my daughters and my love. And it was just, how do I infuse more of those sacred moments into the year? And so I made sure I did those things on that day and it really felt significant. So basically what you're saying is it's the same idea with the Chinese New Year. So anything we want to infuse, we do on that day. And we do it with intention to set the tone for the year. I know. Isn't it a great practice? It really is. I love that. Okay, so what's the year in, in, the, in Chinese astrology? It's the year of what? Okay, so Chinese astrology, even though we call it astrology, doesn't quite work exactly the same way as Western astrology does. It, it's really cycles within cycles. It's all based on the, on the cycles of Jupiter and Saturn over this 60-year repeating pattern. In this particular year happens to be the year of the brown earth pig. So what does that mean? Well, let's take it apart. Pig is the 12th sign of the Chinese zodiac cycle. And you have to think about what pigs represent in Chinese philosophy. They are not the smartest animals of the collection, but 
they are very service oriented and generous. The dark side of them is they can be a little bit lazy and, you know, want to sit in the mud. And in their naivete, they can be easily taken advantage of. Earth, that's the brown earth part. Earth is what it sounds like. It's grounded and stable. Earth is associated with the planet Saturn. Saturn is called the Earth Star in, in Chinese element, five element theory. And so put all that together and you realize that it's a year of slow and steady improvement that will lead you to good fortune if you have put in the work. It's about enjoying the simple pleasures of life and conserving your energy to sort of fatten yourself up for what's to come. All right. So if you guys want even more information on this Chinese New Year, you can refer back to episode 10 that we released on Thursday. We talked to Nina Elshoff, who gives professional trainings, lectures, and workshops in conceptual feng shui and in nine-star key astrology. So we talked about the Chinese New Year. We talked about feng shui. We talked about the Chinese astrology for 2019. If you missed it, check out episode 10. It's really going to give you some a lot more information you can use to set your year off correctly using this idea or theme around the year of the brown earth pig. So check that out. And remember, when you subscribe to this podcast, you'll always get updates when new episodes are live. So you can go ahead and do that at the same time. So let's dive into the other days for this week. Tuesday's certainly got some positive momentum. The moon meets very chatty Mercury and then forms a positive alignment with Mars and Uranus. So it may be a good day to make some progress, especially in the places where you felt like you've been stuck. Wednesday's an unusually gentle day. The Pisces moon makes an easy sextile with sweet Venus. There's compassion here and perhaps a willingness to give others the benefit of the doubt. Something that's so lacking in the world these days, it seems. So remember this feeling. Maybe get a little bottle and and store it in the bottle so that you can pull it out on Friday. And we'll get to that in a minute. Thursday has got to be one of the more active days of the week. There's a lot of oomph to get things moving. Even though there's a void moon in the evening hours, which isn't usually the best time to get new things started, the positive aspect between the sun and Jupiter is usually really lucky. And there's a nice aspect between Mercury and Mars as well. So you might get the urge in the evening hours to get something done anyway. Even if it's something that you've already been working on, some progress to be made there. Friday's a little more, shall we say, dissatisfied version of the energy we had on Wednesday. The moon's moved into trailblazing Aries, and then it squares off with Venus in Capricorn. So what felt fine to us on Wednesday, especially in the era of relationships, may feel less so to us today. I don't know about you, Amanda, but sometimes I can feel fine one day, but then the negative talk that's in my own head makes it feel so much worse, you know, 24 hours later, and I wonder what changed, and I realized the only thing that changed was what I was saying in my own head. Has that ever happened to you? Um, Yes, for sure. I usually find that's tied very directly to how full my own tanks are, meaning how much sleep I've had, how much I'm paying attention to what I'm eating how I'm actually like taking care of myself so that I can respond to things from a higher place. You know, and I think that's one of the things with astrology is you, you look at a chart, there's a dense expression of an energy and then there's an elevated expression of an energy and they're both the same energy. It's just two different expressions of it. So it sounds to me what you're saying is Wednesday and Friday is basically the same energy, but different expressions. 
Exactly. And to have them so close together is really fascinating. Now, I know it often happens that way in astrology, but we haven't had it happen in our podcast yet. So it's an interesting thing to start talking about because it does get to the heart of the conversation about how you actually work with energies to move from that dense expression to the more heightened expression. One of the techniques which can be really useful is what I said half jokingly about bottling the energy. You know, one of my magical teachers used to talk about everything we experience, we can re-embody. So every feeling of pleasure that we have, every feeling of hope, every feeling of elevation is stored somewhere in us. And if we can put ourselves back in that place, even for a moment, it can give us a template for how to express the high side when circumstances are a little more complicated. So if you could imagine taking how you felt on Wednesday and bringing it forward to that moment when you might feel a little bit differently on Friday and sort of jump from one track to the other, that's how you begin to use astrology to change how you experience the world. I love that. You guys, can someone do that out there? (laughs) Bottle it up on Wednesday, use it on Friday, see how that works. And that's basically the idea behind talisman creation, right? Yes. And and a talisman actually makes a physical reminder of bottling it up. Well, right. And why why couldn't we do that? You can make a talisman or you can recognize that you are a talisman. And that's the thing. Wherever you put your mind you can regenerate the energy. So any, any of the people who are healers out in the world, they know when you, when you, I mean, I'm a Reiki master myself. When you're working with someone, you, you sit in a place of detached compassion and you allow that loving healing energy flow through you. But you can also feel the vibe changing through you as the person you're working with needs different things. And so it's the same way. You, it's using your active imagination to imagine a different reality and then stepping into it by having it be so real that you are embodying experience. It's what actors and actresses do when they inhabit roles. You're just inhabiting a different role. All right. So we're bottling up Wednesday so that we can call upon it on Friday. And it becomes a resource. Awesome. I love that. Okay. Let's talk about Saturday. All right. Well, Saturday is a kind of a mixed bag as the moon is squaring off with stabilizing Saturn. We don't usually like the way it feels when the moon squares Saturn because it's it's kind of it's a little bit depressing. It's a little bit like, oh, I got to carry rocks up the up the hill. But then, you know, also makes a more uplifting aspect with Jupiter. And because of where Jupiter and Saturn are, this is one of those other things that we're going to have on a regular basis is, is learning how to feel that sense of grounded stabilization balanced with Jupiter of being uplifted at the same time. So there's a kind of stretching feeling that's going on over and over again during this year. It's kind of making us a little bit bigger. I think at the end, we will like the way it feels, but it might be a little awkward in moments like Saturday. Also on Saturday, Clever Mercury is forming a very opportunity-producing sextile with Uranus, suggesting that the way out of wherever you're stuck, again, is to keep the lines of communication open and clear so that new ideas, new possibilities can come to you from places you might not have expected. Sunday's quite a busy day as well. Mercury is shifting into Pisces for the next few weeks. And the nature of Pisces, it's a watery, mutable, changeable sign of the zodiac. 
which when it's Mercury, who likes to analyze things, gets into a water sign, it can be very hard to pin down what you want in wordy, linear ways. When Mercury is in Pisces, he speaks through poetry, he speaks through art, he speaks through music. And so you might find that you need other expressions than just words to get in touch with your feelings and your emotions because for the next few weeks, emotions are going to rule over logic. The afternoon hours may be a little bit quirky as the moon meets Mars and Uranus. So pay attention to what happens around them because it might be a preview of something simmering that's ready to boil over in a few days. The nature of Uranus not only brings the desire to be free, it also surprises us in things that we totally didn't expect. And it's kind of like a little bit of a preview or foreshadowing for for the moment in the middle of next week where... Mars and Uranus meet each other in the sky. So sometimes we get foreshadowing in astrology too. As night falls, you can watch for that crescent moon hanging in the west, low after, just after sunset, symbolizing the growth of whatever you planted at the Aquarius new moon, Chinese new year. It's also a nice evening to go out, hang out with family and friends. So I'm kind of hoping the weather's nice here because it would be a great day to sit out on the patio and have a lovely conversation with the people that you care about and watch that crescent moon hanging low in the sky. I love that. Using that crescent moon to remind us of the seeds that were planted in the ground early in the week and just letting that be a visual reminder of, you know, just put a little more energy towards it, a little more consciousness towards it and nourish it. We can put a little fertilizer on it. (laughs) So Donna, my biggest takeaways for this week, number one, keep talking, keep that dialogue going, notice the places where it feels uncomfortable to do it and potentially move towards that anyways. Number two, set the tone for your year using the Chinese New Year idea of doing today what it is that you want to be doing more of this year and keeping in mind the slow and steady improvement, which is a theme for, for in the Chinese New Year, but also in Western astrology, we heard it over and over and over during our 2019 forecast event. Slow and steady, persistent, patient, perseverance, all of those words were highlighted a lot. So keeping that in mind. The third thing is learn how to bottle it up. Learn how to take some of these feelings, emotions, experiences, put them in a bottle and access them when you need them. And we're going to have an opportunity to practice that this week. I I keep trying to limit it to three, but I keep coming up with four. So sorry, guys, I know three is easier to remember. But the fourth thing is to find an outlet for your emotions. And the arts might provide that for you. Music, dance, drawing, painting, whatever it is that helps you move emotions in an artistic way the energy is supportive of that this week as well. No, Amanda, I always love the way you sum things up. I think it's a great way for um, everyone to connect with, you know, the touchstones of the best ways to use the energy for the week. Awesome. Good. Well, I, I hope they're helpful. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in, for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life. On Thursday, we will be releasing a new episode, episode 11, featuring Elizabeth Wilcock. We're going to be talking with Elizabeth about the sacred masculine and feminine, priestessing, and a new paradigm of partnership. Elizabeth is the one that I did my, my priestess initiation with a couple years ago. She's an amazing individual. Uh, she's also married to David Wilcock, the 
man who does um, Ancient Aliens, and I actually got to go to their wedding. So it's kind of a full circle moment for me to be talking to her about the new paradigm of partnership. What I got to witness at their wedding really planted a seed for me of what is possible for us as men and women as we come together in really a period of partnership that I feel is unprecedented. You know, we're on a new horizon. There's new ways of relating, not even relating, there's new ways of communing with each other that are just so much more satisfying and fulfilling. And for me, she embodies that in so many ways. So excited to introduce you all to Elizabeth later this week. And remember... If now's a good time, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We are so appreciative to those of you who have already done this. And for those of you who are going to do this, thank you so much. We love it. We love seeing your comments and it helps us to make the show better and better. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Relationships, putting your dreams into action, your ideal career path. What themes are up for you to explore in the coming month? Find out now by downloading Astrology Hub's free lunar cycle calendar for the next month. The calendar gives you the details on the upcoming week's cosmic curriculum, including the theme, mantras, daily aspects, and journal prompts that you can use to work with the energy. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash calendar to get your free lunar cycle calendar now. That's astrologyhub.com slash calendar. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Astrology Hub podcast. We can't wait to continue exploring with you and bringing you astrology's most practical wisdom so you can live your life on purpose. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.